Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 12th day of February. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on a Saturday. Let me tell you what's coming up tomorrow. I just edited and have posted, well, it will post tomorrow, a sermon that we did from the January monthly meeting in Chapin, South Carolina. This meeting was our first meeting of the year with the group in Chapin, and a a sermon came out of that from Colossians chapter 1 that I don't think I had ever preached. Well, I'm positive I had never preached it. It was one of those it's one of those verses that I haven't dug too deeply into until I really set to wrestle out this sermon. It's titled What Lacks in Christ's Afflictions. The sound of that title ought to hit your ear odd because what could possibly lack in Christ's affliction if Jesus finished the work? What lacks? But I just want you to know, I'm taking that directly from a Pauline passage. Paul says that in his body, he was filling up what lacked in Christ's affliction, which prompts the wrestling, what lacks? It's the title uh, or the sermon that you'll see tomorrow, what lacks in Christ's affliction. I think if you'll go with me down this road, you will have some things to think about. You'll have some wrestlings of your own. It's from Colossians chapter 1, verses 20. The the main verse is 24, but we read through 27 because 27 is one of the most famous verses in all of Paul's writing. But that 24th verse is a real stumbling block. How do we deal with it? I think you're going to enjoy the journey and you're going to love where it lands. So I encourage you, give a listen tomorrow. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you'll find the full-length sermon, What Lacks in Christ's Afflictions. As always, if you like video, we have video of that meeting available at our YouTube page, PWM, and all of that video and audio is available at paulwhiteministries.com and check it out. Okay, I do that every Saturday so that you are you get a little heads up for what's coming up on Sunday and hopefully you get a little bit excited and you you're, you want to go check it out. Today, I turn into the 26th chapter. Well, we're not turning. We actually were there yesterday in Genesis 26. Yesterday, we talked about Abraham obeying God's voice and Isaac being blessed because of it, that this is the first time Isaac has really heard from God, but he gets information from God in which he receives the full inheritance because of his father's faith. He travels down, uh, not to Egypt, but into the land of Elimelech, uh, Abimelech, sorry, and uh, Abimelech is probably, as I think we said this a few chapters ago when Abraham dealt with him, probably more of a title than it is a name, like a Caesar or a Pharaoh. Um, But the individual that is listed as Abimelech in the scripture has an encounter with Isaac that's much like the encounter that Abraham had in which he lies about his wife, says it's his sister, which is really one of those white lies because it's his half-sister. Isaac says the same thing about Rebekah, even though Less of a white lie, more of a straight-up lie. Rebecca's not his sister, though she is his kinsman. Um, and the, the very similar thing happens that happened in the life of his father in that he doesn't tell the truth about his wife and 
we have this incident where she is, you know, that that group is nearly, um, there's nearly a war that comes out of this lack of honesty. It leads to something that really jumped off the page at me as I was preparing for this podcast. It leads to this moment where Isaac goes into the land he gets rich. He prospers. Uh, the Bible says he has possessions of flocks and servants. But the Philistines, in verse 15, the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, and they filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Now, a well is a little different than an altar. We've talked a little bit about altars because Abraham builds altars and Isaac will too, even before this chapter is out. And an altar seems to be the place where you have a revelation and you make a commitment and you turn from there into a new rev- into a new horizon. The altar mark, like an X marks the spot, the altar marks the spot. A well is a place of revelation in which you find nourishment It's not just that you learned something, it's that you sustain something. You keep learning something. The well is where you get your life. Jesus would say that if any man comes to me, he will have the spirit, eternal life, springing up within him like rivers of living water. That's a well, a wellspring of life that will come out of the Spirit. So come to Jesus and you find a wellspring of life, a river that flows up from the inside out. So when we dig wells in the Old Testament, we are, that's the source of our livelihood. It's the place where we get our sustenance. When Isaac gets into the land, He's there on the heels of his father's revelation. It's how the chapter opens. Everything that Isaac has, he has because of Abraham. When he wanders down into the land of the Philistines, he finds that the Philistines have stopped up the wells that his father has dug. And this is a progression within the text of the Bible to show us that at some point, you have to have your own revelation. Now, Isaac is receiving blessing because of his father. Your children will receive blessing because of you. Your grandchildren will receive blessing because of you. And you and I are all receiving blessing because of Jesus. But your revelation will not be enough for your children. And yours will not be enough for your grandchildren. They'll have to have their own revelation. And so there's this moment in the biblical story in which Isaac, after just being told that he's blessed because of his father, finds that his father's wells aren't good enough, they've been stopped up with dirt because the revelation, the place of life as given to your father, has to be redug for you and for me because whatever our father gave us is a blessing, but if we want a continuous flow of who God is, we have to dig our own well. We have to have our own moment. And so the the dirt that fills up the wells leads to Abimelech saying to Isaac, go away from us, you're mightier than we are. And Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent. Because you have to depart from the place of, of the stopped up well of your father's revelation. You have to go into a place for your own. 
tomorrow we're going to go with Isaac to a new place and watch as he digs a series of wells. Find out what it means for all of us. We'll see you then. Have a great day. God bless.